Today's story is Pieces by Ghosting. Those vile, hollow eyes pierced my own, skinny, with claws that could leave a fatal mark with just half its size. If I hadn't noticed it ahead of time, I doubt I would be standing as of right now. Rake-class creatures are ambush hunters. Once spotted before they attack, it makes them freeze and think of another way to take advantage. I didn't fear this creature, or really any of them. Working in the field of these things takes a toll on your mental state, sometimes harder than others. Drool slobbered down its chin as it growled, prepared to pounce at any second. Turning my eyes slightly to the left, a small drawer stood next to a wall. Taking one last exhale, the rake jumped towards me, claws spread out to grab onto me. Though, I was swift enough to roll to the drawer. Quickly pulling open the drawer, I pulled out a loaded pistol and shot toward it. It pierced its shoulder, barely denting its movement. It glared at me, hissing at me with anger as it ran towards me once more. Shooting once more, I didn't miss the head. The body quickly went limp, collapsing to the floor, blood gushing from its skull. Sitting up, I kicked the body away from me and headed towards the still-ringing phone. Seeing the name, I decided to pick it up. Ethan, you alright? The man asked on the phone. Yeah, I'm sure you've got the message what's happening here. I asked him. Yeah, the evac. It's on the way to handle the beast. I'm currently on the way there to pick you up. He responded. Heard that. How far are you, Michael? Twenty minutes at most. I'll call back when I'm around the corner. Hang tight. The phone was quickly hung up. I assumed there was much more than a rake that was scavenging around here. They aren't able to break walls. Better yet, crash through a vehicle. Whatever it was, it didn't seem to wander around the area anymore. At least, for the meantime. Looking back towards my phone, a name caught my attention. A boy named Joseph. He was young when I met him. I believe it was Halloween night. Now... He's almost 20. He grew up faster than I could have imagined. Him and Michael were one of the few that I've kept close to me, especially since they seemed to be trustworthy. Joseph, however, found trust in me first, especially with the emotional event that happened to him years ago. He had to be taken away from his family because of an occurrence. Simply put, if he met his family again, more than likely... It would have put them in greater danger than he realized. Since that day, he had a lot to get used to, and I was the only one he trusted because I gave my name. Thinking about it now, I never could understand why he was so fond of me. Seven years ago. The halls, busier than rush hour on a highway, were filled completely. From people in uniforms guns in hand to people simply in suits. It was a simple division, yet at the same time there was variety. Walking past a room, I saw a familiar sight, 
a boy that I had seen a few days ago. The door was wide open as he sat upon a chair, his eyes dried, red, sore potentially. He must have cried for hours. A father usually would say crying is weak, but I'm sure even they would shed a tear when their own family is taken away from them. I would usually turn away from this kind of situation, but the fact was, something told me to talk to him. Knocking on the open door lightly, his attention slowly turned towards me. I could easily feel the hatred that burned within him, and I hated it for him. The poor kid, he never needed to be in this situation. Yet, sadly, he wasn't the first. I took a step forward without a word. His eyes looked away. It seemed as if he expected me to say something. Curious, I continued toward him. Taking a seat in front of him, his head laid low, hiding his face from mine. If you're going to tell me to get used to it here, I've already heard it countless times, Joseph said to me. No, that's not why I'm here at all, I explained. His eyes looked up to me. Confusion could be seen a bit within them. I perfectly understand your situation. I even hate the fact that they had to drag you into this in the first place, I told him, a friendly tone drifting into my words. How can you understand? It's not like you lost your entire family, he mumbled. Leaning my head towards him, I whispered, Can you keep a secret? His head instantly shot up, confusion puzzling his face more. Secret? he asked. I knew if I wanted him to understand, I would have to show him that not everyone here acts like a drone working for the Queen. I never told anyone of my past, except maybe Michael, who's been nothing but like a brother to me. Joseph, on the other hand, I understood his pain, despite it being different at the same time. Sighing, I reluctantly began my story. Just like you, I lost my family, though in a different way. Joseph's attention was fully on me. My daughter, the most precious thing in my life, she was taken from me. It was her birthday, and it was the first time she ever wanted to be with me for the day. And then, well, monsters came and took her from me. They vanished, and it's been years since I've seen her. I don't even know if she's still alive, or... I went silent before continuing. But at the end of the day, me and you... We both lost our family, despite it being in different ways. Don't think you're alone here, because there are more people like you dealing with this same situation. Joseph, I could tell, finally realized it, and the dry eyes of his became wet with tears once more. I... I didn't... He said before I cut him off. Joseph, it's alright, I said while patting his head. I'll help you along the way. A smile finally came across his face, away from the brokenness that he was before. If anyone was going to help him, it was going to be me. Back to present day, putting on my black hoodie with the raven designed on the right shoulder, a car was heard stopping in front of the broken wall. Stepping out, a man with an armed vest, blonde hair gleaming gold within the moonlight, he waved towards me. He walked over 
looking around the area and staying cautious before entering my room, jumping back a bit when he saw the dead rake beside him. Holy shit, dude! How did you manage to kill that thing without a scratch? He asked, while baffled at the sight. Nine years working does something for you, I explained. Regardless, any idea of what's been roaming around here? Pulling out his phone, studying it for a bit, he finally looked back to me. We have a couple of them here. A few rakes have also been spotted around the area. A giant insectoid is also running around. Though, that's not the worst news, he said, with annoyance in his tone. What's the worst? I asked curiously. He then sighed. Um, Asset Jeff escaped the facility and went into the area. I see. And this is the first time with not one, but four different ULCs in one area. Is this really happening? I asked, slightly concerned. We better get moving before the ULCs come around this area again, Michael warned. Nodding, we quickly ran to the car. It was a solid black and slim vehicle. Coming around the left side, a sound caught my ear. Turning, I could have sworn that I saw a shadow move further down the street. Before I could really react, Michael yelled at me to quickly get into the car. Without a second to spare, I went ahead and I got inside. A little trashy, but I didn't care to mention anything, especially the situation the town was in right now. Michael turned the car around and drove at a decent speed, nearly going full speed. Michael was always known to panic, as he never fought or dealt with these creatures up close. Slow down a bit, no need to go this fast, I explained. No, I want us out of here as fast as possible, Michael said. I get that, but calm down. The best way is to not speed down a street where civilians could still be. Frustration, I could tell, was shaping his face. A sweat appeared to be dripping slowly down his forehead. The car continued to speed up, which concerned me more than the creatures that lurked here. Slow down, Michael, I yelled, gripping my seat. Will you shut up? He yelled in fear, turning toward me. We both saw a person in the middle of the road for a quick instant before Michael quickly swerved to the right, crashing the two of us into a house. The airbags cushioned the blow of my head from the dashboard. My vision was black, before quickly becoming blurry as light began piercing into it. A sound caught me off guard as I was regaining my vision. Choking. I couldn't really see it, yet a hand was clear enough that it was reaching out to me, before collapsing moments later, as my eyes went back to normal again. My heart stopped at the sight of what I saw. My eyes staring upon a lifeless body of a friend I held dear to me. They told me to never keep anyone close, to never get attached, as anything in the field can devastate and distract them. Michael, his skin like snow, tears still wet dripping from his face, lay dead. A wire could be seen around his neck, broken glass coming from the shattered car window. I haven't felt such a feeling in a long time. So much anger. The burning sensation was felt from the heart and the piercing through my eyes, opening the glove compartment in front of me. A pistol was inside. 
unloading it to see if anything was inside. I quickly got out of the car with the gun attached to my side. Looking over in the street, a man stood dwindling with a knife as he was waiting for me. Long, black hair, pale face, stretched out smile like it was cut to be that way. I knew who this was. It was only a matter of time until I saw him again. Hello there. I was waiting to see how you'd react. I love the screams and horror before death and, of course, the death of their friends, but you, you had to be a little different. So annoying, since I didn't stab the poor man this time, he said, with a slight giggle under his breath. I was wondering when I'd see you again, Jeff, I said to him, which caught him off guard. His smile disappears instantly, and he quickly turns to confusion. How do you know my name? Unless... He mumbled. I was the one who shot you first. You killing those poor teens must have been fun till we came around. I egged him on. You are one of them. How unfortunate, he said. It appeared that he seemed to be scared until a smile crossed his face once again. Though, it seems you're alone this time. Holding up my fists and ready to fight, I was unfazed by him. I knew what he was capable of, every little detail. Of course, even with that information, holding back would be nothing but a mistake on my part. Regardless if I'm alone or not, I could handle you alone. I said with a straight face. He began laughing before glaring at me. His knife pointed in a certain direction as he continued to laugh. (laughs) Don't get so cocky, he yelled as he dashed forward without hesitation. Swiftly, I turned my head, barely missing the knife. Before I could hit toward him, he turned the blade backward and pulled his arm back. I managed to duck down and uppercut him, causing him to stumble back a bit, Laughing once again, he tried to stab me once more, this time toward my neck. Quickly grabbing his wrist and grabbing the other before he could punch me, I kicked his right shin hard enough to cause him to kneel down. Without a second thought, I kneed him in the face, his body falling to the ground. I kicked his knife away as I stepped upon his chest. He wheezed as he looked at me with a disgusted smile. (laughs) Look at you! Such a strong and skilled soldier, (laughs) he chuckled. Are you going to avenge your friend by killing me now? (laughs) I pulled the pistol out and pointed it toward his face. A smile came across my face, which threw him off. Oh, I'll avenge him, but killing you isn't how we do it. Plus, your little secret is already known. If I kill you, you'll take over my body. Your soul transfers into another to get stronger. Though, sadly, we'll be letting you die old, so it'll be permanent for you. I explained to him. His eyes widened as he realized it all at once. Trying to push me, I pushed my foot down farther, making it harder for him to breathe. My finger touched the trigger softly before tapping it as a special dart pierced into his shoulder. Foam-like substance was seen coming out of his mouth, as his body laid frozen in place. Without wasting a second, 
I used my phone to contact the main people who were part of the evac team. It wasn't too much longer until a chopper of some kind found its way to my location, as they were already around the area. Two armed and well-vested people came out, guns pointing toward me. It was procedure, in case someone acted or was a creature. On my knees, head and knees on the street pavement, and they searched me before clearing me up. They carried out the body of Michael, who I dreaded to see the death of. They strapped Jeff tightly before bringing him into the chopper with us. Quickly getting me inside, I was with three of them. The one beside me spoke. Her voice sounded rather smooth. How did you manage to deal with the asset alone? She asked me curiously. I could tell the shock within her face. Jeff, he's a simple human. Just has a bloodthirsty drive to him, I explained. You also see that on his right shoulder? The man in front of me asked her. Her eyes lit up as she realized who I was. You're in Raven Squad? The Elites? She asked, almost fangirling. I wouldn't call myself Elite, just more of someone who knows what I'm doing, I explained. Well, with so very few of you, I would beg to differ. Regardless, we're actually happy we found you. Another squad is in need of someone like you, the man said. What is it this time? We're unsure. The ULC hasn't been identified as it's located within a closed space. We need you for your expertise in leading the team. We would have asked another, but since you're here, it makes it easier. I suppose I don't have a choice. Wouldn't be the first time for this to happen. I said. Good. Uh, one of them was hoping it would be you as well. Ethan is your name, correct? Yeah, why? Joseph asked for you personally. My eyes opened wide hearing his name. His first year to be a part of us. And he has to deal with an unknown. This wasn't normal. At least from what I've known about the ULCs. Trainees and New Years are practiced with easier ULCs, but unknowns... Unknowns could be anything. Whatever's going on here, everything I knew is changing almost instantly. I'm sorry, my friend. You go a long way trying to fight. What you cannot stop. It was a good one. A good fight for you. But in the end you knew there was nothing you can do to stop such a thing. It's my turn. And I know you worry. But you will get your body back. Or, more importantly, mine. The name you stole from me, the name, the life, all of it, I will have it back for a brief time. And for those who fell for such lies, well, you're about to get the taste of the truth. The truth being 
I'm Ghost.